Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt and on facebook.com backslash wakeupcalldt as well as on facebook.com backslash live now dt and on youtube.com backslash wakeupcalldt. So however you're tuning into the show on mixlr, Facebook, YouTube, wakeupcalldt.com, wherever you are, Thank you for being with us all across the country, all across the world. Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora is live to you, and we're proud to have had people listening and or watching in Spain, China, Russia, Italy, Mexico, Canada, and all throughout the United States. I want to thank you so much for being a part of the show. I'm very humbled and very confused <laughs> that people in Germany are like, hey, let's listen. So uh, I appreciate it very much so, and I thank you for that. Uh, with that being said, we have Gina Castelli on the show today. The only reason why Gina's on the show today is so I can gloat. But I, uh, I, no, that's not the reason. I actually didn't even think about it because this is my thing. I don't trash talk. I'm going to tell you why I don't trash talk. So I don't trash talk because I have immediate karma. And so if I trash, like if I'm playing a game of horse and I got you, right? I got you. It's you got H O R S. I'm hitting shots from all over the place. I'm in the bleachers, throwing it over my shoulder, and it's going in. And if I tell, and if I got H and you got H O R S, and I start trash talking, I start getting all in my feelings, feeling all good about myself. I will lose that game within the next ten minutes. So I don't trash talk when anything's going on. When a game, like I will literally play a game, beat somebody one on one get in the car, drive home, wait an hour or two, then be like, yo, I won this game. Because something inside of me is like, no, if I drive home, something's going to happen. You know, like I'm going to have to go back to the court. The game's not over. So I I can't say anything until I know that I know that I know. So it's Tuesday, and I'm still a little nervous to say this, but what's up, Jacksonville? How we doing? Duval, let's go, baby. So proud. First time that they've won in America in 420 days. Are you kidding me? And people are like, oh, Dan, because of COVID, they didn't play? No, they played. They just didn't win. So they play in Jacksonville. They get that dub. They get it over Buffalo. I thought they were going to lose 44-7. to They end up winning this game 9-6. to And the last time they played each other, they won 10-9. to And I was at that game in the playoffs in the wild card. They had a different quarterback. They had a different situation. And now here we are where we are. So we're in Sports Ends in Aval. We have Gina Caselli here. And Gina, I guess I can say it now because it's been two days, but what's up, Jacksonville? How we doing? So, I mean, Jacksonville over the Bills? What? Jacksonville over a team I think can make the Super Bowl? That This is, this is insane. So, you know what? I don't know how we did it. I don't know what the heck happened. But I can promise you I only make deals with God. And I can promise you that, that I didn't do nothing. I just, you know, my, my girlfriend wore my Jags jersey. I wore my Jags jersey. And all I can say, and I told you off the air, she wore Syracuse-centric stuff, and they won. She wore Jacksonville-centric stuff, and they won. So basically, my girlfriend has to keep wearing my wardrobe, and I think we'll be okay. That's awesome. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm not feeling so good this week. Yeah. That was a... Oh, and I thought of you, Dan. I, I, I knew I had to be on the radio. I'm thinking, oh, boy, you know, listen to this now. We were awful. 
We were awful. <laughs> And, oh, we, we definitely have to get better. You know, our running game was awful. Well, we, we, now, I'm not one to make excuses, but I do believe in um, the offensive line. It has to be much better you know, in order for us to be, to be good. And our offensive line the last few weeks has been awful. They you know, had a few injuries and we had to put people in different spots. And so we haven't been having a good running game. Josh Allen's gotten blitzed everywhere, so it's it's just been awful. So hopefully we'll get some people back in the next few weeks. Well, okay, you know, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, but I mean seriously, though. I mean this this is you know it's Jacksonville. The defense is what aided them to the AFC Championship yeah. game a few years ago. And that defense has changed. There's no Talvin Smith. There's no Marcel Darius. It wasn't a massive help to them. But there's there's no Yannick Ngakwe. There's no Jalen Ramsey. And yet, you know, here they are just finding a way to, to get it together. So, you know, I'm happy for them. I'm happy that they got it done. I'm happy that they've won a couple games here. I jokingly said they would have to leave the country to win. Then they had to leave the country to win. That was a joke, Jacksonville. I didn't mean it. I wanted you to do better than that, but that's fine. They won in England, and then they came home, and then they just got bounced, and then a week later they win their first game in America in over 400 days. So, you know, two wins in the last three weeks. I'm going to take it. I'm going to be all right with it. It's okay. I feel good. And now it's just about taking care of business as we step forward here because this team, this, you know, Gina, it's nice to be a Buffalo Bills fan because y'all are thinking – Playoffs, Super Bowl. I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking. Are we going to get the number one pick again? You know what I mean. Like that's that's not that's not my hope in this. So you know, I'm happy that we won the game. I'm sorry it was against your Bills, and I just hope for good things for the both of us right now. I want Jacksonville to win out, and I want Buffalo to go to the playoffs and take care of business because I get excited about Buffalo. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we, we have to fix a lot of holes right now. So, um, yeah, that, was, that wasn't good. And you know what? You know, I know our topic is controlling the controllables. And I think the one thing that really bothered me more than anything else was the number of penalties we had for taunting and, you know, just getting caught up in the wrong stuff that led to, you know, more yardage for Jacksonville. And, you know, that, that, I think that bothered me the most about the Bills more than anything else. So we just, we lost our cool and our composure and our discipline. And, and that's what we're about is, you know, discipline. And we just didn't have that. No, you know, and, and that's something, you know, I was watching Monday Night Football. I mean, Chicago had about 172 penalties in the last like two minutes of the game against Pittsburgh. And it was the same guy. The official, when it, it was, it was literally number 94 repeatedly, you know, neutral zone infractions and whatnot. And at one point, the official goes up and the commentator goes, it's number 94 again. The official, before he even set his feet, he goes, number 94. On the, It's almost like he was going, oh, here we go again, number 94, hello. You know what I mean? Like, it, it almost looked like he was, yeah. he, it almost looked like number 94 was like his ex-girlfriend. He's like, there's Sheila again, doing her thing. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> I mean, it's just... It was awful, and if I'm Matt Nagy, I'm going nuts. Like, I'm sitting here going, this game is within our hands. We're up by a point, and you guys make, like, it was just stupid penalty after stupid penalty. There was a flag every other play, like, so, I mean, I, I get that. So let's talk about it, controlling the controllables and the importance of it. 
Yeah, it's so important, especially in games like that, you know, when there's, uh, you know, pressure. And I also think that that happens a lot when you go into a game that you're, you are supposed to win easily, in a sense. And then all of a sudden, you're not ready to play a team that's, that's given it their all. And then you get frustrated, and frustration leads to just uncontrollable things, you know. And the, that, to me, you know, is as, as a coach, that really bothers me because, you know, you're supposed to be ready to play every team. And as we know, we're talking about the NFL. These, these are professional guys that get paid to do this for a living to win games. And, um, and there's a lot, of, a lot of people talking and everybody's saying things. But as a Super Bowl contender and discipline is probably what got you there more than anything else. And you got to stay true to, true to that. And, you know, when you lose, you lose your cool, you lose games. You know, you just, you just lose games. And, you know, and, and to be honest with you, Dan, I, in fact, I was talking to one of um, coaches at UAlbany about uh, how I got a technical foul. I've gotten, I think, three technical fouls in my career, three or four. And I've coached a long time, right? So, we were at Adelphi my last year that we coached because COVID hit, uh, you know, on the very last year. And it was going in, we were in the second quarter, and we were uh, making a run. And this official kept calling, which what I thought was some things against us that I wasn't happy with. So I had said a few things, you know, nothing, nothing bad, but enough for her to turn around and give me a tea. Yeah. And when that happened, um, they went to the line. It was a seven-point swing, literally. They got the ball back. They they hit their free throws. Went, um, got the ball back, and they also. And then we also fouled again. So literally, it was a seven-point swing. And I to this day, I say I lost that game. You know, um, and you know, you just have to you just have to be able to control yourself in situations where frustration begins. But you know, it's also a lot to ask of somebody. Uh, but those are the definitely things that you can control. You just have to just constantly have to remind yourself and stay within yourself throughout those type of situations. Yeah, you know, and speaking here with Gina Caselli, a longtime coach in, in sports ends in a vowel, spent a lot of time at Lemoyne now over at uh, UAlbany. You know, it, it, <clears throat> I think we focus so much of our lives, right, on what we can't control. You know, I looked at, mm-hmm. I looked at 36 yeah. years of my life, and I said, what has stressed me out the most? And it's what other people say and what other people do. And you can't control that. Yeah. You know, you cannot control what somebody else says. You can't control what they do. You can't control if somebody cuts you off in traffic. Can't control if somebody's mean to you. Can't control if somebody, you know, writes something on social media. You can't control if, if you know, you ask somebody to get something done and they don't get it done. And, and I find that, you know, and I would feel that this is probably with a lot of people is that the majority of our stress in life comes from things we can't control. It comes from people, situations, and things that we have no control over, that we want control over because we trust ourselves and we know that we can make it better, but they're not making it better. And I think that, you know, if we could just realize, I can't even say if we let go of the reins because we don't have them. I think if we could realize that we don't even have the reins on this horse that's just wild, to just let go knowing that you don't have the reins you're reaching for 
and most of your stress and most of your pain comes from trying to control something you can't. So control yourself, focus on yourself, reel yourself in, and let go of the invisible reins that don't exist. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, controlling the controllables as a coach, especially for somebody that's gone from being a player to a coach, it's a lot easier, in my opinion, because you're, you're, you're playing the game out there and you know, you're going with the flow as a coach, you're seeing things and you want to control so much more, maybe, you know, calling an offense, uh, the defense, and uh, sometimes not trusting the, some of the players that you have in there. And what I found is the more that I let go of that, the better off our teams have played. So the more that I've just allowed our players to move more freely and uh, understand that, you know, you, you put them in a, the best position uh, to be prepared in terms of what you did in practice. Now trust the fact that they're going to go out there and do those things. The better off we were, you know, and um, you learn a lot that way. But it's as a coach, that's it's it's very difficult to not like control everything, whether it's you know even the food, the food you're eating the day before a game, the day of a game, what we're eating after, you know, where we're staying, what we're wearing. You know, all these things that you, know, you try to control. And after a while, when you just start letting things go and, you know, uh, loosen things up, it just seems like things just move freely much more, you know, and better. And you win. Yeah, that coming from Gina Castelli. I mean, sports ends in a vowel. You find a way to be successful by just letting go of what you already and i think that that's the thing that kind of hits me the most right now is is that i've never really said these words to myself is dan let control let let go of the reins of the things that you don't control like you're holding on to these reins that don't exist so not only can you not control it but you're trying to hold on to something that you that you, you there's no there's no reins for you're making it up you know so i'm telling people let go of the invisible reins and then people go Oh, dang, you know, that that kind of lifts some weight off my chest because you're not telling me to let go of the reins. You're telling me to let go of the reins that don't even exist. So me ho- trying to hold on to them, it, I mean, it's it doesn't even make logical sense. I can't control a person. I can't control what anybody else does. You know, as a coach, we can prepare for the other team. We can't control the other team. So, you know, it's, right. it, you can't control the waters when when you're on a boat. You can't control the air when you're a pilot. All you can do is do the best that you can with what you have. And I don't know. I feel like I just kind of hit myself with some knowledge live here on, on Wake Up Call this morning inside the Cafe Cabal Studios by going, Dan, you don't even have the reins because they don't even exist. So yeah, I don't know. That kind of humbles you. I don't know. I, I feel like I don't know. I, I got a sense of calm right now, you know, the opposite of what you had this weekend when the Bills were playing. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. You try to control where you sit, and it's not working. Uh, you know, I, uh, all this, all the superstition. Yeah, that's all part of control. You know, you want to, I feel like you have uh, a little piece of it. But like what, like what you're saying, like you know, in terms of uh, even on a boat, it's if we just go with the flow more, you are kind, you are letting go of the control, but you're also, in a sense, controlling it. You know, if you embrace. But uh, what you can't control, if you embrace that, it's a lot easier to just go with the flow. And 
you know, when we're in those states of our, you know, of ourselves, like, like you are right now, it's, it's a much more peaceful state. And you, you do, you just, things just come easier, you know, in those states. And that's what, that's what the zone is. That's what a coach will say uh, when your team's in a zone, you're in this flow. And even under the biggest uh, pressures and under duress, your team is so locked in that nothing, nothing is going to control it. You know, nothing is going to take away that freedom of movement because they're so locked into, you know, what what their goal is and less about what they can't control. And we're always trying to control the what ifs. You know, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? Well, what if it doesn't happen? And so that's those are the things that allow so much stress within us is the what ifs. How we worry so much about well, what if this does happen and what if it doesn't, you know, so it's a 50, 50 chance, but you know, never say, well, what if it doesn't happen? You know, and we always look towards more of the stressful things that, that will, will worry us for the next week. And then nothing like that happens. You know, so it's uh, we're all, we're all in the same position when we all have to do some really good positive self-talk to get us out of it. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's about that self-talk to get us there and constantly remembering what works for us individually. So I love it. I, I appreciate it. All I want to know before I let you go, Gina, is with the language that you had over the weekend about the Bills-Jaguars game, would you have gotten your fourth technical of your career? Um, you know what was probably the best thing that happened is because um, the, in the Albany area, the game wasn't being played. You know, they had the Giants game on. So I had I was listening to it. And it was always the play behind. So my sisters were, were constantly texting me and, you know, uh, but it was a fumble or whatever before it even happened. So I kind of knew what was going to happen. So I, I, yeah, it was, I didn't feel that upset. What, like I said, what I was really more upset about was the, was the penalties we had at crucial times and things that we could have controlled more as a, as a Super Bowl contender team. It's just not like us to be like that, and that that was the stuff that bothered me. But no, I was I was actually pretty good. It was so frustrating, you know. And after a while, we had our chances. Even when the kicker missed three times, field goal, and we had our chances. You know, but we didn't we didn't make the most of it. So. Well, you know, and and, and again, it comes back to just controlling the controllables, doing the things mm-hmm. that you can do. And believing in what you can do and focusing on what you can do as you step forward. So, you know, Gina, we we always have great conversations. This one definitely uh, gave me some really great things to, to take with me today. And I appreciate that so very much. And I hope everybody else can take it in their pocket because I needed it today. So before I let you go, I want to say thank you and God bless as always for all that you do. You too, Dan. As always, you're the best. Have a great week. All right, I'll talk with you soon. And I would say that if okay. yeah, I, I'm not the best, I, I'm I'm under Gina Castelli. Then there's me. So I'll I'll say that. <laughs> oh, I'll say you're 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 that litmus test, and I'm under that test. So I'll, I'll give I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you. Well, I appreciate that, but we're all in this together. So that's true. Have a great week. Thanks uh, for having too. me on. I'll talk to you soon. Take Bye. care. That coming from Gina Costelli here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora with just uh, very kind words. 
That was very nice. That was very nice, Gina. Thank you. So, yeah, I appreciate that very much. So, I'm honored, and that means a lot because she is the best. So, you know, if she thinks anything, po if Gina Castelli thinks anything positive of you, rest assured that you must be doing something right. So, uh, God bless and thank you to Gina, and I appreciate you so much. 